This week we dive into a new album review with a familiar guest. Today I welcome Mr. John Blackburn into the studio. Hey, Ethan. He sings tenor for the Diamond Award-winning Southern Gospel group, River's Edge. Welcome back, brother. It's great to have you here. It's good to be here. Absolutely. How's your day been so far? Man, it has been awesome. It is beautiful outside. It's like 90 degrees. You couldn't ask for better weather. You know, it's a great opportunity for us to work outside, so I would say it's pretty good. And it's a great opportunity for an interview as well, and that's exactly what we're going to jump into. You ready? Absolutely. Without further delay, let's get into it. Let's go. Welcome once again to the E-Bone Zone, as I invite you to sit back, relax, and listen for the 285th time on this Friday, May 20th, 2022. I hope you enjoy this week's episode, an album review of River's Edge's Sunday Throwback, Volume 1. got a few questions to get into here and first i figured you would give us a background of who you are when the microphones are off i know ironic question am i right (laughs) just a little bit no uh, a little bit about me uh for the past 15 years i have been a painter i've painted with my dad uh he was doing it long before i ever started but for 15 years i painted mostly residential houses customers that he had before i ever came along and that's pretty much the life then on the weekends back to singing traveling with john and becca uh big braves fan you know if it's braves baseball season it's on i know you're a big red Sox fan absolutely man <laughs> it's gonna be okay i know the we, recent game could have created a bit of a rift yeah the, we, but you gotta look at it this way we're one apiece in a game in a two game series so yeah, just, just the, call it in. The room gets a little bit smaller if we start talking about baseball, but it's okay. It's going to yeah. be fine. <laughs> it's going to be fine. But yeah, mostly uh, just baseball, uh, painting, been for 15 years. But we've been real busy. We've been blessed with a lot of work. Uh, you know, a lot of people in the times of what, what's been going on with COVID and everything like that, jobs and work, have been a little crazy, but things have been good for us. Uh, can't say as much for the Braves, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're kind of like the Red Sox, having a little bit of a hard time, but that's about that's pretty much it for me. I know with Freddie Freeman going to the Dodgers, that must have been tough, yeah, man. Let's, let's not talk about that. That's <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. <laughs> All the Braves fans are probably yeah. raising their pitchforks now, trying to come to the studio. Yeah, those were those were some rough days, but you know, I think we're going to be okay. Uh, Olson looking pretty good. If he gets that bat swinging just a little bit faster, he'll be fine. I've got, I'm optimistic. I also know you're a family man. Can you tell me a little bit about your life at home? A family man? No, actually, I'm not. I'm not a family man uh, as far as having any kids or anything like that. Ironically, I'm an only child. You know, I, John wish I'm being an only Whoa. child, so that's two of us. I don't know how Becca stands it, but uh, uh, me and my wife, we've been married five years. Uh, we've been together 10, but we don't have any kids, so it's – you hear that sound? That's that's what it sounds like at my house, exactly. Just, <laughs> just quiet. It's very quiet, you know, uh, after a hectic weekend on the road. Um, it's nice to come back home to a quiet house, though. And I'm not knocking anybody that has kids. I understand, you know. It's great. Kids are great, really, honestly. So it's just not it's just not in the books for us right now. So 
it's very peaceful. You can say, hey, do you want to go out and get a cup of coffee? And she'll say yes, and yes. you can actually go out the door without ever <laughs> having right. to get somebody That's ready. Right. I don't have any kind of, let's make sure we get the kids ready to go and dressed and everything like that. No, we just go out the door ready to go. And uh, it kind of works for singing, too, though. You know, we don't have to worry about babysitters or who's going to be working, who's not working, what does the singing schedule look like. Um, if Amber wants to work, she goes to work. If she don't. It frees up a lot of options. It's good. Man, this is going to be fun. I can tell. (laughs) We'll move now into your singing background. Let me ask you this. Was there a definitive moment in life when you knew that singing was your calling? Can you tell me about that? A definitive moment? Um, Well, when I started singing, I I mean, I started singing when I was a little kid, um, going out with my mom, going to different local churches. Um, Really didn't. Going on into high school, I sing with a, the choir was called Madrigals. And it's funny because even to this day, I don't know what a madrigal is. I just heard that word for the first time right now. Well, so if somebody can enlighten me, <laughs> if you're listening on Facebook, just drop a comment or something. Jump on Google on my phone and Google, see what a madrigal is. But um, all four years, lettered in that, um, started with a local group here in Wilkes County called By the Blood. All five, um, I say four of us, the four of us sang, and then one of them's mother played the piano for us. We traveled for about five years together that were called By the Blood, uh, going all over Wilkes County, surrounding counties, uh, pretty close to home mostly, but that's really where I got my start in singing almost every weekend. Um, After By the Blood, it was just a a spattering of different groups. Uh, I sang with the Bledsoes out of Dobson, North Carolina. I sing with a local group called Fortify. We were based out of Taylorsville, um, both of them only being like two or three years together. You you gave me a little bit of a look there when I said the Bledsoe's. You didn't know that I sang with the Bledsoe's? Those Bledsoe's? Yeah, like Rodney, yeah, Robert Freeman and uh, Rodney Bledsoe. Those, a, ble- wow. Yeah, it was a short <laughs> stint, but I did. They're good folks, yeah. That's actually was, really cool. It was pretty neat. That was my first taste of being on a bus. Another uh, friend of mine, I know that uh, his name's Tony Goforth, mm-hmm. he told me he sang with the Stamps. Every time he talks about that, I'm like, dude, you mean J.D. Sumner and the Stamps? Those Stamps, right? He's like, yeah, those are the Stamps I'm talking about. I'm just blown away by that. It's beyond cool. <laughs> <laughs> that is so cool. Yeah, I couldn't imagine. You know, when we get on the bus and we're talking, I'm talking to John, he goes back and starts mentioning all these older groups like the Stamps and J.D. Sumner and, you know, just spatting off just all these different groups really fast. And I go, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> he says, you 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 don't listen to them, do you? No, no, no. I never did. But uh, that's it's always a fun time when he looks gives me that look. He just knows I have no clue what he's talking about. Springboarding off of that, what type of unique elements do you think you bring to River's Edge? Unique element, um, spontaneity, maybe. Uh, you never know. I'm always trying to be a ball of fun, either pulling pranks or saying something silly or uh, just to be honest with you doing something stupid. It's it's totally no surprise to anybody if you've been around me long enough. I try to keep it, well, just that spontaneous. Well, in the few minutes that we've been around each other in the studio, it's no surprise to me. Yeah, it's, you just never know what's going to be said if you hang around long enough. 
Can you tell me about your inspirations and what group lit the fire in you to want to sing? Oh, yes. Uh, honestly, it's funny that you say that because one of the groups that I actually started listening to in Southern Gospel or Christian music was the Inspirations. Ooh. Um, <clears throat> that was the group that I first got my first cassette was way back when, early 90s. My mom and my grandma would take me to uh, gospel music singings. And the Inspirations was the first the first group, excuse me, that I got to hear. So automatically, my young heart fell in love with them, and that's where I started learning parts, uh, or doing my best to learn parts. <laughs> anyway, I still don't know if I could sing parts or not. <laughs> uh, I have to usually have somebody to direct my path. But uh, yeah, the Inspirations would be where I took my first love into Christian music. Uh, later on, I turned into a big Gold City fan. Uh, Jonathan Wilburn, I love that guy's voice. Um, that's really it. Uh, that, I, I love, and I still to this day, I love hearing the new guys that sing with the Inspirations. They're really carrying the. Uh, they've picked up the torch for that group, and I haven't really heard much of their new stuff. Oh, it's good. It's oh, it's really good. They're, I mean, just to be honest with you, sounds like the same Inspirations from the seventies, eighties. Mm-hmm. Uh, not a lot different. Do you think they'll ever like? maybe start doing new stuff no honestly no no that i think they should keep their sound they're the inspirations that's who they are they found they've cut their groove into christian music i think they're doing a great job if they change i would be afraid their audience you know might be a little fickle on if they like that or not so i think they're doing a great thing and they're the inspirations if they change their sound you're not going to know who they are anymore exactly you got to find your groove and that's a that's the thing about it. And speaking of finding your groove, what was the audition process like for River's Edge? The audition process. If you've came to any River's Edge concert for almost any length of time, you've probably heard John tell this story about he gave me a phone call and said he'd like for me to come over to his house, uh, talk to me about a few things. And when I got there, you know, we pretty much cut straight into the conversation of if I would be interested in singing with River's Edge. And at the time, what John didn't know was, I think maybe just a week, maybe in a week after I was at his house, I was getting married. Me and Amber were about to get married. So uh, it was a real funny answer that I gave him, kind of going back to the spontaneous kind of things that I do. Well, this was one of them. I really quick, like, told John, I said, um, I'm really interested in singing with you guys, but uh, – just so you know, I'm not going to be praying about it. And to his surprise, <laughs> to hear somebody that sings gospel music say, hmm, you're not going to pray about it. He gave me this great, great look. But uh, I quickly made sure to tell him afterwards. I said, listen, John, I'm getting married in a week. Me and my wife, Amber, we're going to be going on our honeymoon to the Outer Banks, uh, getting our marriage started. And singing with you guys is the last thing on my mind. And we just had a big laugh out of that. It was hilarious. It, you know, however you want to take it, it was a real funny moment. And, and it all worked out. It, it, it seems so. Yes, uh, absolutely. The, uh, it's been five five years I've been singing with John and Becca. It's been great, though, dude. I would not trade a minute of it for anything. Those guys have treated me so well. So now that we're past the audition process, when you got the call that you'd passed the test and been picked to go on the road, how did you react? Oh, man, I was super excited. I was looking forward to working with John and Beck. I knew they have an extensive history in singing Christian music, and uh, it's been a blast ever since. 
Your first album with the group was the one we're discussing this week, Sunday Throwback Volume 1. If you could, just take me back to the studio during those sessions. What was your first experience as a River's Edge vocalist like? Uh, Nerve-wracking. I was so nervous. Uh, Like I was saying, I knew that John and Becca had a crazy extensive history and like recording and John owning a radio station. I was or am still totally the underdog when it comes to being behind a microphone. So, uh, you know, you, you get a feel when you're recording things like hymns, you're like, okay, I know these songs. I know the lyrics. I kind of, I pretty much have a vague, at least idea of how they go. And then you get into the studio and you start, you know, trying to get the parts right and learn what chord you're going to go into, things like that. So final answer, totally nerve-wracking. This album is a collection of hymns, great songs that, no matter how old they are, stand the test of time in the church. Mm-hmm. I've got to ask you, what's your favorite song on the project and why? Oh, my favorite project uh, song on the project. That is a good one. I'm going to have to say uh, Calm at the Center of My Storm. Oh, yeah. That is my favorite. I love the music video. I love the song. I love the lyrics to it. Um, and it's, I'm all about simple. You'll hear me say simple when people get to ask me questions of, of things. I talk about God's love. It's simple. He loves you. He went through extensive measures for you. Same way with, with uh, Calm at the Center of My Storm. Simple lyric. He's the calm at the center of my storm. So... You know, we can find that peace with God. And speaking of River's Edge, how has being a member affected your relationship with God? How has it affected my relationship with God? A lot of the times when we're out singing, uh, we get to do camp meeting revivals, in which case John will preach, and we'll do kind of a 70-30, we sing, John preaches a short message. And I've got to hear more preaching than I have in a while because with singing oftentimes you I know you didn't format your question this way but this is the best answer I can give you is when you're singing you don't get to hear as much preaching and getting to hear him preach I'll have more questions about the Bible and I've, I've actually got to read my Bible more often than I would previously before River's Edge I know out front that sounds terrible but admittingly my Bible habits were pretty lazy until, you know, River's Edge has sparked getting getting the word back into my life better than before uh, before I was with them. And it has changed a lot. It has changed a lot in my life, even though I, I wish I could give you some real great answer to. Uh, but, man, it, it, it really has. And I've, I've drawn closer to God. I've, if you would just in, indulge yourself in his word. It is amazing what he can do in your life. Absolutely. Um, Amen to that. Yes. Um, but it, it has made a very big difference. I know that several times throughout the course of a set or a CD, you and John and Becca all switch parts. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you'll sing the baritone. Other times you'll sing the tenor. And then in light of that, I'm curious, what's your favorite vocal part to sing and why? Um, my favorite vocal part... I. <laughs> To be honest with you, Ethan, I like to sing kind of the backup. I don't want to be out front. I'm always the one pushing someone else. I, it's, it's not that – I mean, I enjoy being the lead singer or having a lead role in a song, but I enjoy singing harmony. I love harmonizing with somebody, trying to match their uh, the way they would say a word or how their vocal stylings would go. But uh, I've always wanted to be 
the guy not singing the lead. I love to sing parts. You're more of a fuel the car kind of guy instead yes. of a drive the car yes. kind of guy. Yes, I couldn't agree with that. That's well, yes. Also, we talked about the first recording session earlier in the episode, but we've yet to talk about your first concert with the group. When you stepped on stage for the first time with River's Edge, how did it go? It's kind of like the first time in the studio. It was nerve-wracking. <laughs> I was very nervous. I, I'd never been to the church before, never sang at it, never – I didn't know any of the people. I barely knew John and Becca. The only thing that I was really familiar with was the songs that we were singing because most of them were hymns. That, those were the songs that we, you know, had picked together and pieced together as songs that we could take and sing out to people. So uh, it was it, – I was nervous. I was very nervous. As a follow-up to that, I've got to ask you this. What's your personal favorite experience that you've had as a singer? My personal favorite experience um, with River's Edge or just in its entirety? In general. In general. Okay. Um, one that jumps out at me, that you'll get a kick out of this, Ethan. I think, I think you will anyway. Um, I, do you know the Walmart in Elkin? Yes. Okay. When I was singing with By the Blood, we got to sing for its opening. Oh, my when, goodness. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, you would think like, you know, we sang at the Statue of Liberty or some, you know, crazy event would stick out for, <laughs> foremost. But honestly, and, I, and the fact that it was a Walmart is why it sticks out. It's big for Wilkes County and Surrey, you know, but uh, it was so neat. We got to sing right in the uh, the clothing departments, kind of the central location right in the middle of the store. So they had cleared out. Uh, a big area for a platform, just a one-step stage, but we sang right in the middle of it. And people that were shopping literally walked past <laughs> us as we were singing. I know, right? Were so, you surrounded by was, clothes? Uh, I think so. You know, it's been 15, it's been a pretty good while back. So uh, we were there singing, having a good time, singing our music. You know, I'm, I'm in my 20s. I'm maybe 21, 22 years old. So I'm just having the time of my life singing in a Walmart, watching the people pass by. But uh, you always hear taking the music to the highways and the hedges, you know, bringing the word to the people. Well, we literally brought the word to the people. We were in the middle of Walmart, in the middle of uh, Elkin. So that would have to be the highlight, uh, something that sticks out. The last question for this week, are there any places that stick out in your mind as somewhere you'd love to sing one day if you get the chance? Let's see. I want to say overseas. That's my knee-jerk reaction answer to that. I don't really have a place or a certain destination that sticks out, but just somewhere outside of the United States. I think that would be so neat to see a different territory. And that looks like all the time we've got for this week. But John is going to be with us mm -hmm. next week, yes. and I'm really excited about that, and I hope you are too, Me bud. too, absolutely. I'm looking forward to it. Man, it's been fun. <laughs> this, I can tell you for sure. Yes, this is fun. I love it. Man, it's awesome. Anyway, we've got to go for this week. I'm saying we like you're a co-host. You could be if you wanted to. <laughs> we can work on it. <laughs> anyway, we'll see you next week. Bye, y'all. See ya. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. I'm really glad you could make it, and I hope you enjoyed the festivities. If you want to stay connected to the show, I'd invite you to pop on over to Facebook or Twitter and give the page a follow. Just search Ebone Zone on Facebook and Official EBZ on Twitter. If you're new, don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Until next week, my friend, God bless you, stay humble, and remember, keep an ear out.